Hey there, welcome to Anatomy Bites, the show where we talk about anatomy in bite-sized chunks. Who would have guessed? I'm your host, Nick. I'm a first-year Doctor of Physical Therapy student, as well as a longtime fitness professional, and I have a huge passion for talking about health and wellness. Occasionally, we'll talk about the PT school experience and some other topics related to health as well. So thanks for joining us. Let's jump on in and get on with the show. Hey there, what's up? This is Anatomy Bites, and it is December 20th, 2019 in the lovely Orange County, California. I am sitting here on my couch looking at Christmas lights that I have just installed in my living room, installed in air quotes, I draped them over a shelf, um, as of a day and a half ago because I'm officially on winter break and it feels really good. I've been in school for seven months straight now, I think if I'm doing the math correctly. Yes, seven months straight. I just finished my second semester of PT school and I'm freaking exhausted, but it feels really good to have absolutely nothing to do that doesn't involve walking my dogs, and teaching one yoga class a week at this point. So, things are pretty good right now. Now, before I jump into today's muscle, gluteus maximus, just wanna take a brief moment to explain the change in the format of this show, in case you're wondering. Um, Basically, this is gonna be an actual show now, where we discuss things a little bit more deeply, as well as I give you origins, insertions, actions, and innervations to certain muscles. For those of you who are tuning in for those purposes. Before I do that, why did I change things? Well, before it wasn't really a podcast. It was a recording that I would listen to on my own as I was walking my dogs at night. So I'm 36. I'm a little bit older than most people who go to back to um, PT school. And so I have an established home life, which includes two amazing rescue dogs. I have two dogs that are pit bull mixes and they require lots of love and attention and I walk them for about an hour every night. Sometimes I don't feel like I can get away from the books for that long so I started to record my own voice reading over notes, lecture slides, or straight out of the textbook for things. And at some point I realized that hey maybe some of my classmates would like to use this too. Pro tip, if you're going into PT school, definitely set up some kind of group chat like a Slack channel and share your study materials because once you're in grad school, it's about surviving together, not competing against each other. So FYI. Anyway, going back to the links, I used to share these podcast links with my classmates in case, hey, they want to listen to it too. I have to admit I got a little lazy somewhere in the, in the middle and it didn't really work out that I had time to make the recordings, but... They kept hanging out in this podcast app that I use called Anchor, and I checked in every once in a while, and I noticed that, hey, these podcasts are actually getting listened to by people all over the world, and that's pretty cool. I would post, you know, some random two-minute recording about the cranial nerves and later have like, I don't know, 150 hits. And so, you know what, maybe this is something that is a little bit different from the PT shows that already exist or med school shows where I can maybe help you pre-study if you want to, in addition to telling you about how PT school goes. 
because when I was getting ready for PT school, everyone said, oh, don't study, don't study. But looking back, I kind of wish that I had a little bit because I'm a little older and I had some free time to do that. And um, I don't know. I guess I wanted to feel more prepared than I actually did. I thought we were going to hear some puppy snores. It's actually the best when dogs bark in their sleep. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the program. Gluteus maximus is a muscle that I don't think I will ever forget. Um, definitely lots of OIAs, and once you repeat it enough times, you may never forget it too. So, without further ado, gluteus maximus origin. Posterior gluteal line of the external surface of the ilium, the gluteal aponeurosis, erector spinae aponeurosis, posterior part of the lower sacrum, the side of the coccyx, and the sacrotuberous ligament. Those are all origins. <laughs> Puppy. All right, moving on to insertions. So there's two places where this baby inserts and the uppermost fibers are actually inserting onto the iliotibial tract of the fascia lata. And the lower fibers are inserting onto the gluteal tuberosity of the femur, aptly named, right? And glute max, because of these different insertions, is going to have a lot of different actions. First of all, as a whole, it is a hip extensor. So all those fibers moving together, hip extension, as well as external rotation. Now those upper fibers are also going to be hip abductors, abduction of the hip. And the lower fibers are hip adductors, adductors. So glute max has potential to abduct or adduct depending on what part of the muscle is firing. And lastly, because of that insertion onto the, uh, the fascia lata, it has the potential to tense the fascia lata during the extension. So, lots of things going on with glute max. It is a huge, huge muscle. Tons of cross-sectional area. Um, lastly, it is innervated by the inferior gluteal nerve, which has roots L5, S1, and S2. Now you can palpate this muscle by placing a patient in prone, so on their belly, having them bend the knee, and then lifting their leg up off the table. And then if you apply just a little bit of downward resistance, you should feel the gluteus maximus pop up, and you know where it's gonna be, right on the backside of the butt. So. 
there you have it, glute max. Now, there's a lot of different sources for anatomy, so depending on which program you're attending or which sources your class is using, they might have slight variations from these. So take these with a grain of salt, but generally speaking, this is where this muscle is, and this is from a very thorough source, Muscles Testing and Function with Posture and Pain, fifth edition by Kendall et al. So we tend to use this book quite a bit, and it's a very good source. Um, I would highly recommend whenever you're trying to learn anatomy, especially with memorizing the origins, insertions, innervations, and actions, to look at a skeleton, whether it's a picture or a model, like a physical model that you might have, definitely look while you're learning. It helps so much because memorizing anatomy can be very overwhelming if you're just memorizing words. But once you actually get to that skeleton, you can see how all these things trace together. It might seem very obscure having all five of these or six of these origins, but they're all right next to each other. And it makes a lot of sense if you're looking while you're learning. Now, sometimes for the soft tissue, it's gonna be hard to imagine like the gluteal aponeurosis unless you have seen it, right? So I did see this in dissection lab, but you're not gonna even see it unless you're able to lift up or reflect back glute max to see glute med underneath it because this is a fascial layer between those two muscles. So there is a little bit of imagination, of course, that has to happen. But, you know, if you're, if you're brave, you can even do like a, a cadaver Google image search for certain things. Again, if you're brave, because obviously not everyone's going to want to look at cadavers, but they are one of the best ways to learn. So that is gluteus maximus for you. Again, a muscle I don't think I will ever be able to forget. And if you'd like to reach me on social media, I'm on Instagram at Nikki-Ray, N-I-K-K-I-D-A-S-H-R-A-E. I'm also on Twitter on the same handle. However, I tweet about two times a year. So. Feel free to check me out online and drop me a line if there's a certain muscle or nerve that you really want me to go over, and I'll try to work that in next. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day. Mm -hmm.